Well, we've been talking about it again tonight. Tonight's story or tonight's horror, uh, a Russian attack on a nuclear power plant um, in the southern area, the Zaporizhia uh, nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. Luckily, the fire there is out. Uh, they're assessing what's happened. Uh, we'll certainly find out more as the day in Ukraine, which has just begun, uh, continues. Again, it just continues to be a time of fear, pain, and anxiety for so many Canadians with family and friends in Ukraine, hearing the reality of war through phone calls home, seeing the ravages of war on TV, on social media. Well, for most people in my next guest's congregation, that Russian invasion again of Ukraine just isn't something that's a headline or something happening far off. A lot of them have family and friends back in Ukraine, as does Father Mihailo Ozarovich himself, pastor of Holy Eucharist Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral in New Westminster. Welcome to the show. Thank you for your time tonight. Good evening, Ben. Thank you. I, I wanted to ask you first just about, about what we've been hearing tonight about this attack on, on a nuclear power plant. I mean, it, it just it must be so hard just to process the story, the, this news that is coming out of Ukraine some days. Well, uh, it's hard to process, and with each day, it gets worse and worse. Uh, it's uh, this tragedy is is just beginning to unravel, and it puzzles many. It you know scares many. It puts in disbelief. You thought that invasion was impossible, and you thought that civilian killing was impossible, and you thought that you know hospital bombing was impossible, and you thought that nuclear plant uh bombing was impossible what's next uh it's hard what do you tell i mean you're in a position to, of, of of you're in a leadership position in the community what have you been hearing from people and what are you trying to offer them in terms of solace how do you try to comfort them or console people every day we have every evening we have prayer service uh specifically for 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 ukraine and and that's every evening i try to reflect on something that happened during the day or something that just, you know, stuck in my mind or close to my heart during the day and uh, try finding some uh, consolation there. Um, you know, yesterday we, we, we pray, you know, we had these reflections on this position of, of a Christian where one feet, uh, we don't stand with our feet together. We stand one feet uh, forward and it's our service, it's our ministry to other. It's what those many men and women defending Ukraine are doing. Uh, they are sacrificing. It's not a job for them. It's not. Uh, it's it's their vocation. It's what they do. They serve their country in military. Um, and then our feet, our you know, the other foot is grounded in prayer. So none of it, you know, makes sense, or all of it can can really. Uh, kill you spiritually, emotionally, um, if we are not grounded in our faith, if we're not grounded in our um, belief in resurrection, right? We, Christ died and rose from the dead. He conquered death by death so that we all could have life eternal. And that gives hope, that gives joy, that gives energy and push to get up and do everything in our power, uh, be open to the service, to be active, but then always, always be grounded in that, in God that gives strength to overcome everything, including war and terror. Uh, yeah, I know that 
most of your parishioners have family back in Ukraine. You have family back in Ukraine. I was reading about your about your ordination. I, I believe it was in 2017, so about five years ago now. And your parents were here from Ukraine. I understand your father is a retired policeman, but that he's volunteered. Is that what is that like? Well, thankfully, it's better now than compared to eight days ago when the uh, initial invasion happened and there were rockets and ballistic missiles in, in my city. So right now, it's it's subsided in western Ukraine. Uh, so I, my, I, I, right now, I'm not that worried about my family. Uh, so it kind of gives me a little bit less... It gives me more energy to help others because the stories I'm hearing from the people in my congregation and others uh, in Lower Mainland are, are horrific, are horrible. Uh, mine is, is, the, is the least heartbreaking of all, uh, in all honesty. Uh, so thankfully, my parents are safe for now, uh, and, and I try to focus on that, that they are safe for now, and I can minister to, to those who are in need. It must be, I know that I, I don't believe you've been home for quite a while because of COVID. Um, I'm not sure if you got back, but it must be difficult to not be able to even, I mean, you wouldn't be able to go home now, but it must be difficult to have been away from home for so long and then to watch this happen. Well, we had, I have three children, uh, my wife, and, and we all were planning to go to Ukraine in May for my 30th birthday and we were planning to have a big party and have all our childhood friends and most of the family has haven't seen my my kids uh so we had this beautiful uh you know dream vacation uh home planned and all that was destroyed and is being destroyed uh it, it is heartbreaking sickening even i know there is some Today, the Canadian government announced some new programs to try to fast-track Ukrainians who want to come here, specifically Ukrainians with families here already. Uh, has that brought any sort of comfort to to the congregation that you're going to see, be able perhaps to bring people to this country uh, to give them sanctuary? It has. It has very much so. So we try to keep ourselves busy with those works of mercy and service that, you know, foot forward. Uh, every day, and this announcement uh, from the government uh, gives us those tools, and it puts in perspective. We have two more weeks to prepare. Um, we have two more weeks to to be ready to to welcome as many as are uh, as are willing to come and are able to come all the way here to Vancouver. Um, so, so that's good news. Um, most who have families, they they've uh, already started that process uh, before. But just as many family who are in Ukraine are still staying there, like my parents are a good example. No matter how much and what I offer them and how much I ask them to come here, they are wanting to be there. Um, so the news announced today is, 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 a, is a beautiful opportunity for us as a community to uh, get to work, uh, plan, strategize, organize, to be, able to, to be able to welcome as many of our brothers and sisters fleeing Putin's invasion in Ukraine and the horrific uh, outflows of that. Have many of your parishioners had family now that are now in in other countries that have now left and ended up in the Poland's or Romania's and so forth? Oh, it's hard hard to say, uh, but um, uh, every day you hear a story. Some of them are already here, so those close relatives who were en route to Canada before invasion happened, uh, 
uh, were able to escape. Uh, I have, for example, I have the opposite of that. Also, I was re- uh, yesterday surprised uh, one of our parishioners was in Ukraine on her holidays. Uh, and then I was asking her daughter, how is your mom? Is she in Europe or is she uh, on the way here? And she said, no, my mom decided to stay. So with her Canadian passport, he, she left her family and business here and is now volunteering in Ukraine. Uh, so she had opportunity to leave. She got passport, a Canadian passport, to able to no visa required. You know, she's, this is her home, and she chose to stay there and volunteer and offer her help there. Uh, yeah, so there are all sorts of stories uh, and a beautiful example of people's desire to do their best and to do everything possible to defend uh, Ukraine, to stand up for what we believe and uh, face uh, the uh, intrusion of the enemy and, and the war brought upon uh, by Russian military. I'm speaking with Father Mikhailo Ozarovich, pastor of Holy Eucharist Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral in New Westminster. Uh, we've been talking about his parish. Of course, 90%, I believe, or a great, great majority of the parish have family back in Ukraine, as does Father Mikhailo, whose parents are still there. How much has the support of other Canadians, of other folks, helped with the community? How much has seeing seeing the Ukrainian flags flying in front of city halls, seeing the Ukrainian anthem at the game at the at the hockey game, for instance? How much support does that really offer the community when they see that those displays, at least, of of support? Immensely, those mean a lot. You know, the grief that people are going through here uh, in Canada, far from the war but what they are seeing constantly on their news feeds, uh, on, in their phone calls home, is hard. It's a lot of grief. It's a lot of uh, terrorizing emotions. It's a lot of sadness. So here, uh, just a teacher shared a few minutes ago a story that she's a teacher in, in a school, and when she came to work, uh, they brought to her fla- uh, a bouquet of flowers with uh, yellow and blue flowers. And, and she was crying as she was telling the story and how much it meant to her. Uh, a simple gesture like that made a whole day to that teacher. Uh, a flag raised in on you know city hall makes the whole city you know you feel supported by the whole city, by the whole local community. That's important. Um, you know, having other we have sick community a sick community here in Surrey wanting to organize a fundraiser for, for the people of Ukraine. We have a uh, uh, Chinese community in Richmond organizing a rally this Saturday in support of uh, people of Ukraine. Uh, so we have Polish community reaching out, saying that we are willing to host orphans that have been displaced because of the attack of Russian forces. Uh, we had... Um, First Nation joining all our rallies uh, that we had in front of um, uh, Vancouver Art Gallery, always there with their drums, with supporting with their spirit and being with us. So I can go on and on and you know sure. show this example of support. It's beautiful, just encouraging, and uh, it makes us even stronger in facing the enemy, facing the evil, and uh, wanting to even work harder. Father Mikhailo, what can the rest of us do to continue to support you? I think, you know, from perspective of me, is that uh, prayerful 
support is very important. Uh, always design in our hearts, starting with our own hearts, to have peace and be peaceable with our people around us. And standing with Ukraine where it's needed, sacrificing. Yeah, more sanctions will hurt us a little bit here in Canada. You know, gas prices will go a little bit, a little bit up. But we need to be able to make those sacrifices for the greater good. And that's democracy, that's freedom, that's um, identity of a nation that wants to be independent. Uh, we need to be able to sacrifice with people of Ukraine. That war is not just their war in Ukraine. It's not just the war of Ukrainian people here. Everybody is affected by that. And we need to be able to participate in the sacrifice that is offered by the people of Ukraine right now, and we should be able to join in that. And being open here in local community, when you see Ukrainian businesses support them, when you see uh, fundraisers uh, participating in that, um, financial donations to local organizations that will be helping uh, settlers here and uh, refugees or those displaced by war support that. Stand together. It's not one person making a whole difference. It's it's all of us standing together uh, in unity and solidarity with people of Ukraine. Father Mikhailo Ozarovich, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Have a peaceful evening.